The Mind Aware, 235. Uh, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like, kind of like being drunk and like you got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk <laughs> up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. Holy free holies, right? Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later they'll think that that crazy lady was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, doing yeah. the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. I'm not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people. If you're aware that we own a monkey. Because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right? Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So let's admit it. As marketers... We spend a lot of time in the going out to get the customer phase, don't we? I mean, I know I do. I'm guilty of this. You get excited about a new marketing idea and you're out there and you're spreading the word and how do I talk about my business? How do I get those leads? How do I bring people in? But are we spending enough time keeping those customers once we've got them? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're really lucky to be here with Noah Fleming. He is a business consultant and he's the author of the new book that you got to check out, The Customer Loyalty Loop. Hi, Noah. Good to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So that's true, isn't it, about marketers? Or maybe it's just true about me. You know, maybe I'm just projecting, but it's so easy to get excited about the marketing phase. And so talk with me a little bit about that. Is that what you see with entrepreneurs? Yeah, you know, it's not just true with entrepreneurs, it's true with businesses of all types and of all sizes. So I work with many entrepreneurs, but I also work with billion dollar organizations, you know, that make heavy, uh, heavy equipment to, from conveyor belts to gas compressors to all of these interesting things. And this is a challenge everywhere we go. Uh, Especially as entrepreneurs, though, you know, we want new customers. We need new customers. I will be the first person to tell you that you need new customers. Uh, but the problem is we do that and we chase them at the expense of building better and more meaningful relationships with our existing customers. And it's a big problem because we lose those customers. We don't pay attention to them. Uh, we're on to the next thing. They don't get the right support. They don't get the right service. And so we lose them. And so we're essentially just throwing money down the drain. Yeah, it's really actually a very good point, and it is that shiny object syndrome. So what is the customer loyalty loop? Maybe you can explain it to us so we can dig a little deeper into it. Yeah, sure. So the customer loyalty loop is just looking at the traditional customer life cycle and essentially asking yourself, what's going on in the mind of the customer through each stage of that cycle? And then what can I do to make it as powerful as possible? So if you think about the traditional customer life cycle, you've got things like awareness, uh, you've got things like, you know, the sale, you've got things like the delivery of your products and services, and then you've got these things afterwards. But what I tried to do was say, look, there's really only four simple stages that we need to be thinking about. That's it. If you really think about it, there's four stages, and if you give enough effort and have enough process in each one of those stages, you can do well. So the first stage is very simple. You knew I was going to ask, didn't you? I was going to say, they have to tell us the four stages, right? Yeah, I'm going right there. (laughs) 
So, you know, the first stage is imagination uh, before persuasion. Uh, the famous Dr. Cialdini just wrote a great book on this called Presuasion, which is a very similar concept. We need to persuade before we persuade. Uh, and so what I said in the customer loyalty loop, it was interesting that we've both sort of found, int- uh, I guess, you know, a very similar commonality in this first stage that you have this opportunity there to really set the stage of what's to come. Uh, so great marketing experts have talked to entrepreneurs about this. Guys like Jay Abraham, they've called it preemptive marketing. You have an opportunity to preempt your competition by creating a wonderful story that sticks, that resonates, that fascinates. And so that's all you need to be thinking about in that first stage is how do I set myself apart from my competitors and from everybody else. So let me ask you a quick question on that. So what you're saying is this is pretty much your persona in the marketplace. People who haven't even purchased from you, this is how they're going to see you in the marketplace. That's exactly it. And, you know, there's some overlap with my first book, which was called Evergreen, and it was the concept of character. Uh, as entrepreneurs, the concept of character is so important. Now, I don't mean, uh, you know, caricature. I don't mean something that you make up, but I mean that story, that fascination point, that uniqueness doesn't have to be fascinating and unique to everybody, but it has to be to the people that you're trying to reach. So that's the first stage. It's pretty it's pretty straightforward. The customer then moves into this conversion stage. Uh, Now, I call this conversion without coercion. So let me tell you what I mean by that. Uh, As marketing people, as marketing experts, as entrepreneurs, we've gotten we've actually gotten really, really good at creating the conversion. So even if, you know, there's listeners out there that are thinking, oh, like I've just it's so hard to get the sale. Uh, you'll get there. And as marketers, we've actually gotten really good at that. There's a problem with that, though. The problem with that is we've gotten so good at it because of the coercion tactics, essentially. That's right. <laughs> On the nose. And, yeah. And so, you know what? It's it's really hard to create a loyal customer if you've sort of just drove them down that, you know, the the, the sales metaphor is the grease chute. You want the customer sliding down this oily grease chute saying, yes, 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 yes. The problem with that is that, you know, the customer then gets into the actual experience and goes, wait a minute. You know, you promised this. You said I was going to get this. You told me I was going to get this. And now I'm seeing there's nothing like that here. So there's the expectations gap. So there's all sorts of things, you know, it's not really that complicated. It's just essentially saying, slow down. Uh, you know, sometimes you need to slow down the sales process to speed it up. So consultative se- se- selling, for example, uh, as entrepreneurs, we need to be consistent. Our sales process might be slower. I'm an entrepreneur. My sales process could be as long as two years. You know, people, I send out a single email every week, but it's consistent. And people read that over and over and over again. It's continuously adding value. Uh, and so we're creating the conversion, but I'm not coercing anybody. There's no, there's no coercion tactic involved. I totally get this. And I can see how stage one builds into that, being able to create that environment. And really, it's like you're building the relationship, which is such a perfect fit for this day and age, so that people want to buy from you. It's attraction marketing at its best. So I really yeah. I like where you're going with this, Noah. It's wonderful. Well, well there is, and there is a caveat to that, too. The caveat to that is that, you know, you can think about stage one, you can think about stage two, but sometimes customers come and they're ready to buy, right? They're ready to go. So you're not going to necessarily slow it down. 
Uh, but then you need to think back once they're now in that third stage, which we'll talk about in a minute, you know, what, what things do I still need to do so I can create a loyal customer? Uh, so stage one is all about creating that imagination of what's to come. Stage two is all about reducing the friction, uh, adding more value, you know, just slowing down if you need to. Nice. And uh, essentially reducing friction, reducing resistance. And now stage three is now you've got a customer, right? So now what's happening through that experience? Well, what happens in most businesses is that the customer signs on the dotted line. They click buy now. We've now, like we talked about earlier, we've gone off and now we're trying to find more new customers. What I'm saying here is you need to think through that process. You need to think through what happens when a customer first signs on, what happens once a customer's products have been delivered, uh, if it's an ongoing service, what's that look like, who's responsible for what, and that's called experience choreography. I'm not saying you dance around like a, like a, ballet, uh, a ballet dancer, but, <laughs> but you need to think it through. And not enough companies think that through. You know, it's it's more sort of a frazzled, oh, my gosh, I've got a customer now. Right? And now what do I do, right? So give us some examples of things that you would say should be in place to really create an optimal customer experience at that stage. Sure. So uh, very simply, I mean, the, the book dives into some science. So the science tells us that the first and most important thing is the beginning of the experience and the ending of the experience. Okay, so if so, if there's a definitive end date, you know, you're delivering a product, you're delivering a service, uh, and there's a definitive start date, then you really need to think through how that happens. Okay, so that's a very sort of s- simple example to look at. Yeah, that is a really good example too, because you know, you're it's almost like when you meet somebody and you have that opportunity to get make a good first impression. Right. Well, you're doing the same thing here too. Are you making right. it easy? Are you making it fun? Are you making them feel like they're part of something? I mean, I, I, that's all just, I love it, well, Noah. And my, my business coach has always said, his name is Alan Weiss, and he's always said that the most important person in the hotel is the doorman because he's the first person you see and he's the last person you see. And when you think about that, that's really quite true, right? So whatever business you're in, think about the beginnings and think about the endings. But, of course, that leaves a big gap in the middle. And so now you need to think about, you know, what can you do uh, throughout the entire customer experience to keep the energy up, to not let the customer taper off? You see, a lot of companies, they'll have a really great start, and then the customer just sort of drops off because now they're in there, you know, they've paid for it. There's, if you haven't done things in stage two, they're reluctant, there's, there's buyer's remorse, there's all this sort of, you know, pressure inside. And it's not a great experience. And then we try, now we're told things by experts like, well, you know, surprise and delight them, right? Send them some cookies, send them some. Problem with that stuff is, is it's kind of gimmicky and it might create a spike. Uh, yeah. You want to think about how to maintain that energy throughout the entire customer experience. So it's really good. It's really memorable. It's really remarkable. Yeah, I like that too. And I can imagine that that is probably where most people are falling down. It might, you know, that dwindling away kind of effect. And also, I think with these kind of surprise and delight things, then isn't it kind of become almost an expectation? So you have to really set something up that is sustainable, right? Something that you can keep doing, like the email you're talking about that you send out to your customers every week, really, that's a service that you're providing even to those people who purchase, not just the people who haven't. Well, here's something counterintuitive to think about. It's that consistency, right? They talked about consistency. That's actually remarkable. Yeah. That's actually more, that can be more delightful <laughs> than, than delight. 
And the next book I'm writing is going to be called From Grim to Good and Why the Leap to Great is Impossible if You're Not Even Good. And what I'm trying to say there is that too many of us, you know, we're, we're good at certain points, uh, but it's not consistent. We get pulled into other directions. So if you can be consistently good, that's remarkable. That's almost better than great. Right? It's, kind of, it's kind of paradoxical, but it's very interesting. No, that's the truth. Be that rock for people. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Nice stuff. Oh, man, this is like, I'm actually getting goosebumps, Noah, because you're so spot on. I love it. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a great conversation with Noah Fleming. He is the author of The Customer Loyalty Loop. And you know what? You can go out and get it on Amazon right now. It's available. It's shipping. Get out there and get it. I also want to make sure that you have his website. Let me spell Noah for you. N-O-A-H Fleming, F-L-E-M-I-N-G dot com. NoahFleming.com. The customer loyalty loop is what we're talking about. And I know, don't think I didn't notice that there's a stage four that we haven't talked about yet. We'll be right back after this break and we'll talk all about that. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a great conversation with Noah Fleming, the author of The Customer Loyalty Loop, and you can head right over to Amazon right now and get that book. It is like all of the kind of missing pieces in your business. You know, it's so easy to feel like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and what's missing. Well, this is the manual that tells you what's missing. This is like the whole complete picture to build consistency and dependability, not only in your business, but in the eyes of your customers. You want them to feel like the whole experience is delightful. We've been through three stages with Noah, and he's been talking about how, you know, you're really selling people even before you're selling them, and then you're bringing them in through relationships and through having a good experience, and then how does that experience extend past the sale? Well, now we're into stage four, and so let's find out what that is. Noah, tell us all about it. Sure. And just let me be shameless for a second. You know, yeah. this, this oh, I'm holding it upside down. Here we go. This this book is, is, you know, it's my second book. It's like 10 bucks or something on Amazon. I think I make a dime if somebody buys this. So I have no financial incentive. 15 cents. Don't exaggerate. <laughs> But the thing about any book and any business book is that if you can pick up one thing in those books, you know, it's it's far worth your money. So n- not just a, a push for my book, a push for any good book that if you can get one good insight uh, out of it, it's far worth your money, if not a lot, lot more. No, I'm totally all over this. It literally, it's not even the time we're recording this. It's not even up for sale. And I'm going to find out how to get in there and get a copy and get pre-orders because I think this is the thing that people are missing in their business. They're missing that whole big picture because I know in my business I want to create rabid fans 
You know, it's like Dan Kennedy says, I want people who want to paint their face in our company colors, (laughs) just like they do the football teams, you know, and what you're talking about, that's how you do it. That's how you get those rabid fans. That's right. I mean, uh, gimmicks won't do it. You know, nothing like that will do it. Again, I keep going back to the idea of being consistent, uh, but you'll see that this loop, it continues all the way through with just doing the right things at the right time and understanding what the customer is thinking at those stages. So the last stage uh, is what I call happily ever after. And, you know, uh, I say this often that a lead, a lead is worthless. A lead Whenever you get a lead as an entrepreneur, a lead has absolutely zero value because we can all grab the old phone book. I guess now it's the iPhone and yellow pages, but you've got a, a gazillion leads right there. You hop online, you can, you can pick a gazillion leads. So a lead coming to you, it's still worthless unless you can take that customer through the loop, through the conversion stage, and then most importantly to this point of happily ever after because I know for me, I don't want just one sale. You know, I want multiple sales. I want that customer to come back. And if they don't want to come back for whatever reason, I want them to leave happy. I want them to give me a testimonial. I want them to tell a friend about me. And so that's, again, what we need to be thinking about. So the fourth stage is really about, you know, what process do you have in place once the experience is over? Sorry, the sale is over, the delivery is over, the product has been given. Again, I know with a lot of entrepreneurs and probably many listening, you know, they're running uh, subscription-based sites or recurring revenue models. That's great. It's a little bit harder for them to tell when that experience actually ends. For the rest of us, when we deliver something, you know, or there's a core deliverable or product, we sort of have a definitive ending there. So the question is, how do you get the next sale or the next uh you know, the next action from that customer, whether it is a testimonial or a referral. And so it's all about the process you have in place after the sale. And again, most companies, uh, at least the ones that I'm talking to, very successful companies, you know, when you ask them, what sort of retention process do you have in place? They sort of look at me like, you know, what are you talking about? Right. And so and so what I walk uh, people through in this book is very simple things you can do as an entrepreneur as a small business owner, as a large business owner, to start nurturing those relationships after the sale, uh, again, to encourage all that great stuff. One of my favorite things, actually, it's one of the things I dislike the most, but I'll tell you why it's my favorite and why I dislike it, is you've all heard this before. Every one of your listeners has heard a dozen experts, probably more, tell them that the existing customer is worth five or seven times more than the new customer. Have you heard this? Oh, yeah, you know it. So I'll tell you why that's the worst business advice in the world. And it's the worst business advice in the world because I have yet to find one of those experts that tells me how do I actually make the existing customer then five times more valuable, (laughs) five times more profitable. They don't tell you that. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that with very simple things, very simple tools and very simple processes, you can do that. Uh, And you can back up the data and you can show yourself that, yes, the existing customer is now worth five times more than potentially a new customer is. More importantly, now you've got a plan to take that new customer right through uh, to the to the end. Well, and you want those customers to take the journey with you wherever you're going. And you look at the companies that really do this well. Like I'm trying to think of companies that I buy from 
consistently and have stayed with year after year after year after year. And I have to tell you, it's not a whole lot. You yeah. know, I can probably count them on one hand, maybe two of the tops that I've been with for decades of business. Yeah. And the reason you stay with them, again, I'm going back to that same thing, is because they're consistently good. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can get all the gimmicky promotions and surprise and delight moments and, you know, all of that stuff. But you don't need any of that stuff. You just need to be good across the board and you need to show the customer that you've thought through uh, all of this stuff. So when a company reaches out to you after the sale, uh, not just, you know, going for your jugular and asking you for more money, but actually asking you something valuable or, you know, getting some meaningful feedback from you, uh, it resonates and it sticks. And it might not, you know, it might not hit you at that moment that, holy cow, I got to go back and spend more money with them. But they stay top of mind. They stay, they stay aware. They stay loyal. So, you know, loyalty is such an ambiguous term. Uh, but it is being enjoyed by many businesses just because they do these really simple things. Yeah, totally, totally. Be that person. Be that reliable, good person. Deliver good is better than great. I'm totally stealing that. No, it's so good. Trademark. Do you have any last minute quick tip that you want to give everybody? Last minute quick tip. I, again, I think if, if I was to pick one stage that I think is most valuable out of the book, it is that last stage. So thinking about, you know, what happens after the sale? What happens after I've actually got the customer? Uh, what can I do to bring them back? How can I make sure that the experience is everything they expected? Uh, you know, focus a little bit more on the retention side and a little bit less on the, the customer acquisition side. And when you do that, I think you'll start to see that it actually snowballs and creates more acquisition. It creates more uh, good, positive feelings of people coming to your business. And so I think if you're going to focus anywhere, that's where you want to be. Yeah, when you get the referrals and you get you do get more business out of it. Just great stuff. Thank you so much, Noah. I just love everything you said. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Make sure and check out that book. And remember, you can check out Noah at noahfleming.com, Noah, N-O-A-H, Fleming, F-L-E-M-I-N-G, dot com get the customer loyalty loop it's on amazon by the time you're seeing this it's on amazon i'm gonna i know i'm just i'm gonna hunt noah down i'm gonna get myself a copy because this is good stuff right and you all get this don't you you know what he's saying is true it's so easy just to get lost in the lead or get lost in the marketing because there is some juice that goes with that it gets exciting but when i hear this everything that noah's talking about i get excited because i know i want to create a fantastic experience for the people who come into our world here at the mind aware and i know you do too and so think about what he said and you know what you can do today you can start implementing what he said by just thinking about what it's like for your customer take a look at each of those areas and just give it some thought like how can you improve what kinds of things can you do to create a better experience for your customer and we'll see you next time on the mind aware You name it, you claim it, and suddenly, hmm. I don't really deserve this much air, so I'm going to hold my breath so that other people can have more air. You know what a badass your inner critic is, right? I say stop being a wussy and just do it. I'm going to breathe a bunch of air today and save it up because I may need some more air at a later date. 
emotions, any emotion, emotion, energy in motion. They need to move.